Henry Grady Memorial Hospital, Trauma and Burn Unit, Butler Street, Atlanta, Georgia, three weeks later. Lang was dead. He was sure. Otherwise, why would he be visited by the persons he knew were deceased? On the other hand, being dead meant an end to pain, right? His pain was far from at an end. Sometimes he ached and burned over every inch of his body. At others, he could localize his suffering to a leg, an arm, his back. The pain was always red, blurring his dim sight like a curtain of misery that separated him from whatever world he was in, either real or ephemeral. The only real thing was the pain. It was like a slowly rising and receding tide. At times he could get his head above it, see the universal light that blinded and feel the agony washing over him. It was all featureless, soundless, red. Then he would be pulled back under into a wet, warm, stygian black he had begun to think of as the womb, a place where there was no discomfort, only a mellowness and a sensation of floating in space. That was where the dead were. As though in a dream, he saw his cubicle at the agency's Frankfurt station, a dim, grimy building across from the Bahnhof, where he had spent the bulk of his career. He had graduated from college with a liberal arts degree that, outside of academia, proved worthless. When he was looking around for a job, the agency had a certain appeal, lurking in the shadows of Eastern European cities while countering the machinations of beautiful spies. The experience had proved to be more Dilbert than Bond. After months of training, Lang had been assigned not to operations, but to intelligence. Instead of glamour and excitement, his daily chores included monitoring a number of Eastern European newspapers and telecasts. With a single exception, he had never ventured from friendly soil. Then he had met Dawn, the woman who became his love, his soulmate, and his wife. The collapse of the evil empire had meant cutbacks in the agency's budget and resulting reductions in force. It had been to please Don, though. He had quit the agency and gone to law school. A small matter. He would have invaded hell had she asked. Once his law practice began to blossom, Don declined. A loss of appetite and weight resulted in a visit to the doctor and a death sentence. Lang had watched the daily dying of a woman in her early thirties as she metastasized into a wrinkled crone, a sack of bones with claws for hands. He had visited her hours a day, making promises and plans they both knew would never be kept. She died with him at her bedside, her cold face shimmering through the tears he made no effort to staunch. He fell into a hole every bit as black as the one into which he now sank. But Dawn was here. Not the pitiful skeleton his wife had become, but the full-bodied beautiful girl he had married. She whispered in his ear, sorrowful at his pain and reluctant to leave him. He would like to have joined her. Then there was Janet, his sister, and Jeff, her adopted son, both dead, murdered in Paris. Across the void, he heard her laugh, scoffing at life's inconsistencies. Jeff still had his baseball cap on backwards, was still clad in drooping shorts that almost reached his ankles. Forever Lang's ten-year-old best pal, and frequent co-conspirator against the established order. They both seemed glad to see him. Do the dead enjoy? Then, there were the people who were alive. At least, he thought they were. They came only when Lang had his head above the dark tide, when he was in so much pain he could see them only through eyes he could barely open, hear not at all, though they seemed to be speaking. 
he was fairly certain some of them weren't even there. Francis, the black priest, Janet's former confessor and Lang's best friend, was there more likely than not, his prayers doing Lang about as much good as they had Janet and Jeff. But Lang appreciated him coming, even if visitation of the sick was part of the priest shtick anyway. Sarah, his secretary, came less frequently, for which Lang was grateful. The first two times, she dissolved into tears and had to be led away by a woman in white. The next couple of times, she tried to speak, but Lang could hear nothing. He was vaguely aware he had an office and a law practice that needed some sort of attention, and that was probably where Sarah went. But it all seemed very far away, remote from the black tides that engulfed him. And he was probably dead anyway. Then, there was Gert. The one he was fairly certain wasn't really there. A couple of years after Don died, Lang had been in Rome and taken up where he had left off with Gert Fuchs, a German national and co-worker at the agency.